you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Coming up on Total Access, the locker room. It crossed the goal line, but it, it bounced back into the field of play. The ball hit just on the crossbar. That's and not good. Back. How is yeah. that good? Well, I guess if the tip crossed <laughs> enough, I don't know. Welcome to NFL Total Access, the locker room. I'm Michael Robinson, and as always, joined by former head coach Brian Billick. Coach, what's going down? Hey, man, just you and me today. Just us, coach. Let's get it, man. We're going to let you guys in on what players and coaches really talk about inside the locker room. And sometimes, coach and I, we just want to chew on some ideas and have some real talk about what's happening in the National Football League. Just us two, Coach, like as you said. So, but first, you know, we got locker room stories for you guys out there, Coach. We'll start with you first. My, uh, it's a post-game locker room okay. story. Let's hear so it. we're playing the Cleveland Browns. We're not very good. Uh, one of the years when we were beat up and playing young quarterbacks and the like. <laughs> so Cle- it's in Baltimore, and Cleveland, uh, we're up by three. Cleveland drives length of the field, tries a field goal. Uh-huh. The ball hits the upright and bounces back. Okay. So we win. Everybody comes out, hugs, whatever. I'm I'm in the locker room, okay? Uh-huh. I'm about my taking start my stuff off. Tony Valenti, the mm. official, comes in and has to grab me and say, Coach, the game's not over. Whoa, whoa, what the happened? The rule is, the rule is, if the ball hit, I'm talking about it hit the, the crossbar. The crossbar, yeah, the bottom If part. it hits the crossbar and bounces even back into the field to play, it's it is legally, it's like the goal line. It's broken the plane. <laughs> so, therefore, it's good, which was, it, that took a while what? for them to explain that. Yeah, that took a so while for them to explain so that to it, me. It crossed the goal, it crossed the goal line, but it, it bounced back into the field of play. The ball hit just on the crossbar. That's not good. Back. How is yeah. that good? Well, I guess if the tip crossed <laughs> enough, 
I don't know. I, I thought it defied the laws of yeah. physics science, and I argued like an mf'er. But uh, we had to go back out, and and because the game was tied, and we ended up losing. So that one, that one hurt. Oh my goodness, coach! Like yeah, I don't think hurt. I've ever heard anything like that before, man. Yeah. Did it ever occur before? Like, or was that like a first? I, you know, I'd never heard. I'd never heard of it, and I think they had to confer a little bit because <laughs> I'm not sure they knew that's what it was either. Well, coach, uh, my locker room story, man. I, I go back to 2000, what, 2009, I guess. It was the, the training camp there. Uh, I was with the San Francisco 49ers, right? And you remember a running back by the name of Glenn Coffey? Sure do. Yeah, yeah, running back out of Alabama. Um, He had a real good year his last year and then ended up getting drafted in the second round. Well, th- that was one of those drafts where when he got drafted, me being on the team already, me and Frank looking at each other like, oh, okay. man, well, okay. So <laughs> we got to make room for, for a second round pick here, right? And so – Ever since he got in the room, coach, you know, I had never been around a guy like Glenn Coffey. Ever since he got in the room, he would always tell me, hey, man, I really just wanted to go to the league to kind of set my family straight. I really don't want to be here. And I'm like, man, get the hell out of here, man. I said, get the hell. I had never heard. And now, you know, guys who play for different reasons, right? Right, You know, guys want to get women. Guys want to do whatever, buy what they want to buy. But I had never heard it quite put this way. And he was sitting in the team meeting room of the San Francisco 49ers after he had got drafted. Wow. I, I had never heard anything like that. That's and then, your worst nightmare as a coach. Yeah, but they didn't know. They didn't know. They thought it was all good. And one day uh, before training camp in 2009, I mean, no, no. Uh, one day before uh, training camp in 2010, I take that back because he did play all of 2009. He said, Mike, we were in the running back meeting room. He said, Mike, if I cut off my tape, because he used to always put tape on his wrist. He said, if I cut off my tape today, man, it's a wrap. I said, what? Man, shut up, Glenn. Like, because he would always oh, wow. say this stuff, yeah, and I just didn't so believe him, right? We got in the team meeting room. You know, Coach uh, said what he had to say. I think it was Coach Singletary at the time. And as we were walking out, he, 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 put, he put up his tape, his cut tape. He said, Mike, I'll see you later. And he didn't come out to individual drills. And at the end of practice, he was given a press conference saying he was done. Oh, my God. I could not believe it, Coach. Like, you spend so much. And again, I don't know, what, you know, all the things he was going through at the time. But, you know, I tell young people all the time, man, you'd be surprised why guys play the game. Right. You don't right. know their true motivations behind it. That's one locker room story. My other one goes back to 2011. What were you doing in 2011, Coach? Were you still coaching? Uh, yeah, no, no. I was doing games for Fox. You was doing games for Fox. Yeah, and if you remember, yeah, and if you remember, uh, that was the lockout year. Yep. That was the lockout year. So things were pretty funky. And, dude, I, I just remember, I was the uh, player rep at the time for the Seattle Seahawks. And I remember literally, because I was a free agent, and only guys who were signed could be in training camp. So guys like myself, Tavares Jackson, Sidney Rice, we were all on one-year deals. And we had to go practice down the street at a high school during training camp. And I remember, the day I remember that, guys doing that. Yeah. yeah, man. And the day everybody was voting on the CBA, right, we had on our pads, we could be on the sideline, but we couldn't practice. And I remember Coach Carroll looking at me every 15 minutes because I had my cell phone with me. Every 15 minutes, are we good? How we do it? How yeah, we how doing? we doing? Did how we, we do vote it? yet? Did we vote yet? And literally for like 40 minutes, the Pittsburgh Steelers were holding up the vote because oh, well. they were the one of the only organizations saying, their players were saying, no, don't sign this deal. Don't sign this deal. I remember being on the phone with Ryan Clark, some other guys, and we were just having a conversation. On the sideline, Coach, I'm seeing punt team go, 
Okay, I'm the personal protector, and I'm sitting in my pads as a fullback, handling business, handling player business, uh, handling Pete's checking business. with you, <laughs> and Pete's checking with me. And look, when we ratified it, right when it all got ratified, and I talked to uh, Mar- uh, D. Maurice, and he said, "Okay, Mike, you guys can practice." Pete called everybody up. Mike has an announcement. Mike has an announcement. Like it was, it was like a Super Bowl day. And dude, I had the worst practice ever. I was tired as hell, coach. Well, that was the first yeah. time. <laughs> I emotionally had, wore out. I was wore out, man. So talking about the CBA and all of those things, I know in the last CBA or the new ratified CBA here recently, the thought of 17 games was brought up. And I think uh, going on this week or w- within the next couple of weeks, the owners will be voting on the 17-game season. It seems like, Coach, that is probably going to happen, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Talk about the good thing, bad things. I mean, what do you think? How is this going to you know, change our game? I'm conflicted about it because, uh, you know, okay, it's just one more game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if 17, why not 19? And if 19, why not 22? I mean, let's just keep going. And it's not so much the game itself. It's the length of the season. Yeah. I, I was talking with Bruce Arians yesterday, talking about how long a season it was for them. They had a late bye, mm. and, and, it just was a long season. Um, and, and they'll account for it. They're going to have to make some adjustments. As I understand it, they'll obviously roll back one of the preseason games because yeah. the collective bargaining agreement you can't have more than, than uh, the 20 games. So they'll, they'll, and, and they'll back it up a little bit, but I mean, everything gets a week later. Uh, and that means the Super Bowl is now going to be the middle of February. I know. <laughs> you know, it was bad enough. I remember after the Ravens won their second Super Bowl, I saw Ozzy at the airport, which was like three days later. Yeah. I was going someplace, and he was, hey, Ozzy, congratulations. Great job in the Super Bowl. The combine's in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so enjoy yourself, you know. Um, it's It just makes for a long year, but the coaches will accommodate it. I will be interested to see how much, given what we've learned last year about the lack of offseason and what you don't need, mm-hmm. the players are going to have to get some give back. And I think it may be in the form of, okay, we're not going to do OTAs. We're not going to, you know, we're going to truncate everything we did like we did last year because it worked fine because I can't believe, I mean, you tell me, I mean, yeah. as a player, you, what do you think of the well, 17? I, I'm conflicted just like you because I do know that, you know, an extra game means more revenue. We all like more money, right? And, and, and our league has done a great job of figuring out the money, money standpoint. Guys are making as much money as they've ever made in, in league history. Owners are making money. So, I, I mean, I get it. But, yeah, it, Coach, that's a long season already. Yeah. 16 games to play 16 games is already a long season. And I was a role player, man. Like I wasn't the Drew Brees or the Tom Brady's or, or these half, you know, these superstar guys who, again, I, you know, I wasn't broke, but I wasn't these guys that could have right. all the workout facilities at their beck and call. You know what I'm saying? Like I needed the facility to be open. I needed access to my running back coach. You know what I'm saying? I needed access to the facility because I just wasn't that type of guy. So I wonder about that, the, those guys that, you know, the, the, the third through seventh rounders to the undrafted free agent who needs to be in the building, who, you know, who needs maybe that fourth preseason game, because see, now you look at the preseason, it's going to be basically a, you know, get, you know, 53 guys getting ready for the season, maybe one or two spots yeah. that are open for, you know, to, to bring somebody because new remember in. Remember, the Rodolfo team was to play four preseason games. You play your guys through the three games, and nobody really plays that last game. Well, no they starters. removed that game, so now, yeah, no starters. Mm-hmm. So, so as a coach now, do I – and there's going to be a week in between the last preseason game, then a, then a week off, 
and then you start the regular season. But so do I play my guys in that third game? That's what I'm know, saying. Want, so now, is, now do I only have two preseason games and a throwaway third preseason game? Or So we'll have to see how coaches want to, uh, want to approach it. Again, we learned how little we really needed mm-hmm. by way of OTAs and training camp to get ready for a regular season that, to me, even from the beginning, looked like any other season. I defy anybody to show me that you think it was a lesser product because we didn't have OTAs, because we didn't have a traditional training camp. So I think the product remained the same. Uh, my guess is because the players, and this is the part I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're adjusting the players' contracts no. with these 17 games. So no. you're playing an extra game for nothing? Mm. I, now, at some point, maybe they have to. I don't know. And you're right. It's good for the mm. league as a whole because it's more revenue. And I'm sure the TV contracts that are recently being done take this into account but that was my question and maybe i'm wrong we'll, we'll hear how it comes down but it's not like you all are getting one uh, more paycheck check. no they're yeah. just taking what you're making and cutting it up 17 ways instead of 16 ways now which that's like you know that's like the old yogi Berra story when yeah. they get a pizza and the guy said well do you want it you want to cut into eight pieces or 16 pieces he yeah. goes Make it eight pieces. I don't think I can eat 16. Yeah, it's, the it's the same size. Yeah. Uh, so you're playing an extra game. Uh, that one, that one, uh, well, I, I, I want to see how the union, you know, explains this. Well, and also, coach, and, you know, you were a head coach, so you had to manage this on game day. Right. Will they make 53 guys available? You know what I mean? Will they open the roster up a little bit? Will they make yeah. add practice squad so that we have 60 now, maybe? I yeah. just think we need more bodies because I think about people always talk about Beast Quick, right? That happened in uh, 2010 when Marshawn right. did his thing. Turn and handle into left side. Finds a little bit of a hole, keeps his legs moving. He's across the 40, midfield, 45. He's on the run, Lynch, 40. Pushes him at 35, look at him go. He's down to 20, 15. He could go. He is going to go. Oh, my word. The beast is alive and well. Well, that was 70 power. I was blocking Jonathan Vilma on that play. I didn't see all the stuff, the history that was made. But people always say, hey, Mike, how were you feeling in that moment? I was like, hell, I had kickoff, man. I wasn't thinking about that. Man, like I had kicked off the after he went all that distance. <laughs> yeah. I had to go after blowing up the end on 70 yeah. power. I gotta go, I gotta yeah. go to kickoff. Team. I gotta go to kickoff. So I'm thinking if they're gonna add more, if they're gonna add another game, I just think if you add more bodies, maybe to me, I think it'll be more digestible to players. You know oh, what I mean? I don't be- think there's any question they're gonna do that. We saw the increased uh, uh developmental squad. Yes. Uh the 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 argument has been going on for years, decades about if I got 53 guys, let me play let me 53 guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I can see, which is a good thing. If the rosters increase to maybe 60, mm-hmm. and now you get to play 53, and however they want to prorate it, but that's more bodies, larger practice squad, so I have more bodies to draw on over a longer season. And then coaches have to decide a little like the NBA. Yeah. You know, am I going to at some point maybe let some guys sit during the season Mm-hmm. thinking I can afford to let, you know, Mike Robb's uh, been taken yep. to be, I'm going to let him sit this game weeks 15 way, you know, as cause we're making a playoff run. We got yep. four or five more games. So, you know, and is it going to become a little more like the NBA? 
I, I think it will. I mean, you're even seeing it with these one-year contracts and guys moving all around from that right. aspect. I do think team management will be that uh, be that way as well. Now, Coach, I'm, I'm, I'm about to go into, you know, COVID and how that made, you know, the offseason change. But you mentioned something earlier about meeting Ozzy at the airport and you told him, yeah. hey, man, two weeks, <laughs> you got to right. draft, man. Like, you want to you want a Super Bowl, you were able to coach the next year. I won my Super Bowl and I got a chance to enjoy it, right? I got yeah. a chance to smile, I got a chance to go home, get the key to the city, all of those things. Like how do you make that transition? Because at the end of the day, we're human beings and we do like to look back and say, "Hey, yeah. all that hard work was for something." That's and I think that's what makes Tom Brady so great. The fact that he's able to flip the switch like that. Like that and and move on and start over. How is that transition moving on and having a transition to now going into the next season? And you're like, damn, my kid, my guys are still sore from the Super right. Bowl. <laughs> right. You have to adjust the I, uh, coach Arians. And I talked about it. One, we talked about the schedule and how particularly for the linemen, for the running backs, you just, yeah. you got to You got to do less. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the next challenge is, and we laughed about it a little bit, as you know, at least for, as a coach, the minute you win a Super Bowl, it's not 10 minutes before someone doesn't start asking, well, can you do it again? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, God, can I, give me, give me a day. Can I have a day that to enjoy winning a Super Bowl before I have to start thinking about the next one? Um, because it is a lot. So I immediately start thinking about, okay, how are we going to adjust the off season? Yet you still got to keep that bit in their mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, as coach Arian said, he's, he's reminding his guy right now. He says, guys, no, that team won a Super Bowl. You hadn't done yeah. Okay. Mm, now, a lot team. of you are the same folks. Okay. <laughs> and that's a strength that you can draw on. And, and what we were able to do actually in an odd sort of way, if you remember, we were the first team to ever do hard knocks. Yes, I do. So when they that. approached me after the Super Bowl, my first thought was, eh, I don't know if I'm going to do this. But then I thought, you know what? I got to keep my guys motivated. Engaged. And so I thought, okay, we're, we're going to do hard knocks. And I told the guys, so if we aren't going to work hard and train, everybody's going to see the whole world's going to see it, guys, because we know Stop. what it looks like. Yeah, we know. So you can't hide from me now because I know, <laughs> you know, okay. So I don't have to explain it that much. And it actually was a pretty good motivator for us. So that the hard thing is then that once they get into the regular season to not be dismissive of regular season games. Oh, well, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to make this run in the playoffs. Well, you got to get there first. Yeah, and, yeah. And you can't wait till the end of the season, you know, because mm -hmm. the only difference between the early season and late season is a loss late in the season. We know exactly what, it, wait, yeah. what the consequences are. <laughs> yeah, Early, early in the season, know. you don't know, but it's the same loss, you know. Yeah. And, and so, so there's stuff like that that you've got to – that you've really got to make sure your players are aware of. But you're absolutely right. You've got to you've got to make sure this offseason. He talked about resting his offensive linemen and running backs mm -hmm. and doing virtually nothing during the offseason until you get to training camp, uh, because you do have to realize it's it's the wear and tear. But to that point, right? Okay, so we just went through a COVID season. The NFL did a beautiful job. Teams did a beautiful job managing the protocols, managing the Zoom meetings, all of those things. And I think there are probably going to be permanent changes there from an off-season standpoint. And I think Zoom calls and virtual meetings make the transition from the Super Bowl champion to the next season a little bit easier because you can, you know, you're used to these virtual settings. Right. But like I tell people all the time and people I life coach, coach, just because guys have money doesn't mean that they just now automatically know how to be responsible with their bodies and know how to right. train the right way. And what I am afraid of with the virtual off seasons is that, you know, 
guys just don't have the structure from being in the building, from being around guys. And I know my <laughs> players, you know, ex-players and players that hear this uh, podcast will be pissed off at me for saying it, but that's the reality of it. We see, How many guys have you seen throughout your career, coach, come back out of shape? And you're like, dude, what the hell were you doing, man? You make $13 yeah. million dollars a season. So that's what I'm afraid of. So when you look at these COVID protocols and all the things that we had to go through through this past season, how do you see this offseason changing from your standpoint and from a coach's standpoint not having the guys in the building as much, not yeah. being able to touch the guys or go right down the hall to a position group and be able to really coach them. How does that affect the head coach? It does. And you mentioned it when we were talking about this before that, and, and, and coach Arians did as well. The isolation of the way of what we had to do last year really does affect the team dynamic. You talked about being in the building and being around it and being around the guys. Now we all know that that players, no one likes OTAs. You don't you want to, and most <laughs> players will have their own personal trainers and the way they particularly train. He talked about Tom Brady and just the meticulous way that he has it down to a science in terms of off-season, training camp, regular season, what he does. But he's got, you're right, he's one of those top-end guys that has the means to have these individual people to counsel him that exactly. way. We got to the point where we opened up our locker room because you do want them there. Mm-hmm. We got to the point where we opened up the locker room to players, bring your own personal trainer if you want. Oh, because now, which was a hard sell to my 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 training I'm about staff. To say your training staff must have it been was because like, what do we chop? Yeah, what do we chop liver? I said, okay, so here's the options: we can say no, and they're going to go train someplace else. Now we got no idea what they're doing, or you can let them in the building and you can at least monitor it and yep. see what they're doing and maybe augment or whatever. Um, and so they had to swallow their pride a little bit and let that happen, but at least it got them back into the building. Because uh, I do think that's important. And it varies because you're right. I, I can't imagine that the schedule going forward, they're not going to give some accommodation for OTAs for younger players. Yes. Really? Like, that's my thing. One year, out. two yeah. year. Yeah, sure. man. Or, but, or even the mini camps for the new head coaches. Like, like, like right. get the guys into the building. The team camaraderie is what builds the championship, coach. I mean, right. everybody has the talent. Yeah, you know and listening and listening to Coach Arians, and, and I hadn't really talked it through with many coaches to realize just how – isolated because of the COVID protocol the night before game, they're getting their pregame meals delivered to their room the night before they were, I mean, they, they were really isolated one from one another mm-hmm. other than when they're at the practice facility. And so, yeah, that's going to have to be addressed. Uh, the good thing is, and, and some people might even use it as an excuse of saying, <laughs> well, that's yeah. why we're, well, you know, the other team did okay with it. Uh, yeah. And that's the thing. Everybody's going to be under the same protocol. So it is going to challenge you as a coach and as a team leader. Yeah. Well, well how about this? How, how do you, how do you evaluate your players? Because, okay. Because I, I've had coaches tell me, man, I'm always watching, you know, you, this is your job, right? I mean, right. yeah, you come in here and it's fun or whatever, but if you go over here and we hear you talking stuff and the fact that you're trying to tear up team chemistry, that could be a, your ticket out of here. Cause again, I was a role player. I understood that uh, right. I don't have much rope. How does, how does a coach evaluate guys who aren't there? And yet I still have to go to a draft board, right? I have to draft possibly a guy. Cause I ain't going to lie, you know, I was a fullback uh, uh, role player. I always paid attention to the draft. <laughs> I always sure. looked because when they drafted a running back or a guy in my position, that right. means I better get to work. That means I better go into the office tomorrow so that they see my right. face. You know what I mean? How are you able to evaluate, coach? Yeah. 
It's it's tough. I've talked to coaches now during the draft process, and they say, you know what, I'll still get my touches, meaning I'll I'll get mm-hmm. connected to the players somehow, even if it is virtually. But you're right, there is that there's that missing element. I mean, businesses across the country are asking the same thing right That's now, aren't true. they? Can we true. truly continue? We had to before, but can we truly continue? with this disjointed workforce that is really connected only virtually. Mm-hmm. And is that the most productive way to get it done? Because you have a wide variety of companies right now. A lot of work people don't want to come back. Some desperately mm-hmm. want to come back. Um, everybody's dealing with this right now, and they're going to have to find a way. It's the new norm where people, you know, the, the organizations and, uh, you know, it, it is, we started the conversation earlier. It is a way of keeping the players fresher. Yeah, that is. It By is. not wearing that, there's always that fine line mm-hmm. uh, about, you know, if you left it to the players, you wouldn't do anything. <laughs> if you did it with the coaches, you do too much. Do too much. Yeah. There's a fine line in there, and, and each team is going to have to to find that. And and I would rely on my team leaders. I'd, I'd be, you know, you got to rely not on just your coaches, but your equipment guy, your training staff. They're tell you what it. the players are really, what's going on with players. And you got to to count on your team leaders like you were to go, Mike, what's, what's going on here? How's, how's so-and-so doing with this? Is he, is he staying on top of stuff? What um, Mm -hmm. it's, it it adds another layer of having uh, to do you do your due diligence. Coach, that was dope, man. Thank you. We could talk all day about everything, man. They, they're rushing us off, but that'll do it for this week's show of Total Access, The Locker Room. For more insight with The Locker Room point of view, check out the latest episodes every Wednesday and Friday on Apple and Spotify. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.